Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Elizabeth Sherman. I'm very pleased to have Kylie Hartman and Jameer Sigri. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. This podcast is on William Carlos Williams. His poem, This Is Just To Say, was created because he ate all the plums from the refrigerator. Readers believe that this poem was originally a note left for his wife. They believe he made this note into a poem just by adding line breaks. Readers have made the poem symbolic by relating to it, by relating it to temptation, guilt, and sometimes even the Garden of Eden. Some have also considered the poem to be a celebration of life's simple pleasures. Williams was associated with the Imaginist movement. It promoted clear language and appreciation of ordinary scenes and images. The poem's celebration of the joys of eating plums exemplifies the simplicity of imaginism. That's so Images, sorry. Yeah, that's so interesting that he wrote this poem for, for his wife. That's romantic. <laughs> the speaker admits to having eaten plums that were previously stored in a cool box or cupboard, known as an icebox, what today would be a refrigerator. The speaker that admits to knowing that the person to whom the poem is addressed was most likely saving the plums and hoping to eat them for breakfast. I find it really interesting that people think that this was originally a, a note just for his wife and it became this super yeah, popular, poem. popular poem. Yeah, I agree. Because the speaker ate the plums that the other person was saving, the speaker now asked for forgiveness. Going on to note that plums were extremely tempting and delicious because they were extraordinary, sweet, and cold. In the grand scheme of things, this act is rather unremarkable, but the speaker seems to take great joy in having stolen and eaten the plums. Though the speaker asked for forgiveness, it's abundantly clear that the pure joy of eating these delicious plums far outweighs any kind of guilt. Yeah. From the title on... Sorry? No, 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 nothing. <laughs> From the title on, the speaker tries to find the right words to confess to this little act of thievery. Yet the apology the speaker delivers doesn't seem to contain very much regret. Immediately after saying forgive me, for example, the, spe the speaker goes on to talk about how delicious, sweet, and cold the plums were in a way justifying the thievery on the basis of how tempting the plums were. In this sense, the poem seems to suggest that nobody could possibly be upset with the speaker, given that the plums were so irresistible. Honestly, I feel like he wasn't wrong for doing that because writing a poem after you eat something is kind of a funny way to, you know, see it and come back to it. I think it is a funny way to apologize yeah. or yeah. let them know. I don't exactly. think I would be mad. Yeah, not too mad. <laughs> this also implies that the speaker is still thinking about how satisfying it was to eat the plums thereby indicating that any sense of guilt related to this act pales in comparison to the speaker's lasting delight accordingly readers see that the poem isn't really focused on the speaker's apology but rather on the satisfaction the speaker derived from eating the plums in the first place so i guess he wasn't really apologizing he was more Yes, uh, I don't even like get the point of apologizing for eating something, you know. Like, but still, I think he was just describing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you wasn't gonna eat them anyway. 
In keeping with this satisfaction, the poem presents the plums as if they are extraordinary treasures. Indeed, it's almost as if the plums have been hidden away like beloved, beloved objects, placed carefully into the safety of the icebox. As a result, readers come to see the plums as too precious to leave out, despite the fact that plums don't generally need to be chilled or refrigerated. In this way, plums emerge in the poem as cherished items that should be handled with delicacy and care. And this makes it easier for readers to understand the enjoyment the speaker experiences upon eating them. Since the speaker clearly sees them as special, wonderful treats. Those, oh, sorry. Um, I think it's, I think it's funny that, um, he just goes on and on about how delicious the plums were. I feel like his his wife would forget that he ended up stealing them instead of leaving them for her, yeah. like she intended. Exactly. Because in the poem, he definitely says you never said you you wouldn't have ate them for breakfast. So it's like I don't know how long the plums really in there to be honest. It is this enjoyment that pushed the speaker to eat the plums, even though it was obvious that this other person was saving them. Because This Is Just to Say is such a simple poem. It's worth mentioning that William Carlos Williams was interested in documenting everyday life in a straightforward but meaningful way. I do agree with that because this was originally just a note to his wife that became such a popular poem and it just romanticized and just made life more bright in that sense yes. over a little note <laughs> to that end many of his poems spotlight the beauty of life merely by focusing on commonplace things and holding them up to readers for closer inspection i do find that interesting because many people don't see the little things in life so he really focuses on the little things and make sure they're noticed by everyone yeah. yes to enjoy enjoy like little things that he has in life yes this artistic approach is perfectly exemplified by the poem's title this is just to say a title that highlights the fact that the poem isn't trying to make a, any grand arguments or access any kind of deeper meaning i also agree with that because it's very it's a very light poem that is not too deep in conversation or arguments or anything political sure. it's just a, something nice to read yes just to understand what's going on. The poem merely looks at the gratification that can come from indulging in the pleasures of everyday life, ultimately encouraging readers to appreciate small joys like mischievously savoring the sweet taste of stolen plums. So the realization that this is just to say is not a poem and was not meant for publication can shift one's view on the work of art. Right. Yes, he he really did make a amazing poem, a, a work of art out of something as simple as plums in a refrigerator. Yeah, excellent. Yes, and the link to other literary works that can be used in offerings, refer offering references when given appreciation and gratitude. He does, like I said before, he does um, yes. Yes. give gratitude to like the simple things in life when many people wouldn't. Most people would just walk by the 
refrigerator and eat the plum without thinking about right. it or walk by and not eat it at all. Yeah, I just and, right. yeah, not really acknowledge it because it's just yeah. a plum. <laughs> yeah, he was a great writer though, and my, um, most of his writing, I mean, George made it to the public publication process. Yes, I would definitely enjoy reading his poems over someone else's just because they're so light and just funny at the end of the day. And yeah. they're, just, they're easy to understand. There's no um, controversial topics that are um, could be misunderstood by other people. It's just about the simple things in life. Yes. So now, what if this wasn't meant to be a poem at all? Do y'all think it was or... Could it just have been a little message to his wife? Or do y'all think this was a poem because of how he wrote it and everything? I mean, it, I I think it was not a, a poem. And if, if it was, it wouldn't do any much difference. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a poem either. I was reading an article on this poem and it was saying that this famous poem was originally just a note to his wife and I do agree with that I don't see why he would write a whole poem I just leave on the kitchen counter for her I think it was just a regular note and he added line breaks to make it into a poem which yeah, actually became for six poems often have like features that render them as poems so okay. his writing entails a valid theme the message that he was trying to relate to society through the words entailed in the piece Yeah, I, I believe that he opened his reader's eyes to looking at little things instead of just the big picture. Like now, I feel like after reading that poem and understanding it, I could walk into my kitchen and just see something random and think about yeah, it. Exactly. Identify it. Yes. William also included the uh, the speaker in the piece, like a narrative in fiction that uh, gave the piece its voice. Often the poet is not always the voice of the poem, rather they give the poem a voice, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do agree with that. I really think he gave the the poem a voice because originally I think it, I, I think it was just a note and he gave that note life and voice to become a very popular poem. Exactly. Um, I also read that people related it to the Garden of Eden. I thought that was interesting because it's so far off. Because the Garden of Eden was a a really big and popular story, and this was about him stealing wife, uh, stealing plums from his wife. Yes. <laughs> so I guess it relates on the basic term, but I thought it was funny that they compared it to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I also have here that in the poem, he, some people believe he was asking for forgiveness, but I really, I don't think he was asking for forgiveness. I, I think it kind of spiraled into how good the plums were and he was just elaborating on that. Yeah. About it. But what do we know about him? Like, do you know something like who he was, the Sapta poet? 
I really, I, I don't really know who he was. I know he was um, focused on the simple things and had a different uh, point of view on things in the world. And I think he just focused on himself and um, just the things around him that he cared about. Uh, yeah. He was also uh, a medical doctor. I made a little research about him. He was a medical doctor, poet, and writer that was a key member of the images movement who during their tenure highlighted uh, the issues at themes in America. So he was, you know. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Huh? It was interesting. He was, yeah. what kind of doctor was he? Yeah, he was, uh, he became a medical uh, practitioner for over four decades, relying on his patients around Rutherford, despite being overlooked by other uh, po poets at first. He became an influence on the beat generation in the 1950s and 1960s. Um, so William Carlos had an imagist feeling that fully depended on poeticized allusiveness uh, that not only fueled his poetry and kept him free uh, from any kind of political or financial pr pressure. Uh, yes, I also I also read that he was involved in the imagist movement. Um, they described it as it promoted clear language and appreciation of ordinary scenes and images, which I he did accomplish with this poem. Yeah. And just to appreciate and celebrate the simple joys in life so, such as eating plums in this um in this case and how it could be so simple but still um so interesting yes it is so He also, like Williams, followed the formal poem form to which most poems are built that includes components such as stanza lengths, line lengths, rhyme schemes, and repetition system that qualify the piece into poetry. So, Do you, do you think he wrote the note originally like that, maybe by accident or... I think, like, thinking yes, because he was a poet, maybe it was like his, um, <laughs> you know, normal type of speech, you know what I'm saying? Like normal, like, yeah, maybe it just came natural to him. And that's why yeah, yes, that's it, what I meant. But also maybe he wanted to write a poem for his wife as he was like, you know, um, a poet, poet. He wanted to write something like this down you know for her just like to to have fun you know and just on a ca casual no yeah I think so too I either I kind of think that it was it was just simply a note that he just he just has the mind of a poet and was just writing it as uh just writing it as um a regular note it just came out into like a poem with rhyme schemes and stanzas. Yes. Um, to go back on the, the basis of the poem, um, I just wanted to say that this, um, this act was um, 
very unremarkable for being such a remarkable poem um it just he seems to have um great joy in this action of stealing and eating the plums and he just um elaborates on the elaborates on how good the the plums were and just going into detail on the on something so simple yes he sets like the context cues mood and the tone of the poem with the I find it I find it really funny that he can just go into such depth on a plum like I don't I don't think I would be able to do that on any kind of fruit or food yes yeah. <laughs> definitely not a plum yeah, I don't even think I've ever tried a plum. <laughs> really? You never did? No, I don't think so. I probably should tried now. Like prunes? No, I've never tried prunes either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I've heard this, this plum. I tried dates. Try, try plums. Yeah, I think I think I need to have one after after yeah, this. Yeah, but podcast. you know, like it's really important to find a good one. Like to be honest, I don't know fruits here. I'm from Russia originally, and like fruits, That's cool. yeah, <laughs> fruits here are super different. Like I don't know. Sometimes I think they like not real. <laughs> you don't think they're real? I mean, it's just like the different taste, you know, because like what we have yeah. there most of that like the you know some grandmas they like selling this you know exactly. uh, yeah on the markets but like they growing it and selling but here just like you never know where it came from like from the farms exactly. but you know how, how they grow in it i don't know so just, like, yeah the taste was different i tried plums there and here and those plums that that are there they're like super sweet sometimes you can find good plums here but like it's rare well i definitely need to find a good one now to try now yeah, in the because, because you're gonna take like you know whatever one you're not gonna like it probably <laughs> so well to to circle back to the poem yeah. Um, I was going over again how um, this note left well technically for an apology didn't really turn into apology it just turned into like the how much he loved the plums where where he says forgive me but he immediately goes into how delicious sweet and cold the plum the plums were to justify his thievery exactly he really describes the plums in a way that he had never had one before and it was the best thing he's ever had like they were hidden away like beloved objects and they were um placed so carefully that he didn't notice them until he wanted them in that moment and stole them from his wife
Yeah, he followed the formal poem form to which most poems are built. So... Do you think he added... Um, I, I researched um, before that people would say that he added line breaks. Do you think he did that or do you think he wrote it like he wrote it down in the note like that? I think he wrote it down in a note like that just because like maybe it's his um I don't know he used to he used to write it down this way you know yeah he used yeah. to it so like muscle memory yeah maybe I have a feeling he just wrote one big note and added the line breaks but I don't know probably this too yeah because like you know he he could have t uh take like this uh sketchbook you know whatever it calls <laughs> and just write it down there and probably it was like a small piece of pa uh, paper you know and he just wrote it down on this one so it was like like this you know because like the words didn't fit yeah because what are the words gonna be a little piece of paper or a napkin either huh sorry i said because if he did write that down, would a whole poem even fit on that napkin? Or did he write it on a piece of paper? Um, probably a piece of paper. I don't know. Yeah, this was in the in the 1950s, so probably just a note left on the counter or the fridge. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever apologize for eating anything like the like maybe no. the last piece you know in your family? No. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, definitely yes. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's first come first serve. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. when, like when it's big family, you know, you just gotta gotta act. Yeah, I know. If if I don't get there first, I'm not gonna be able to eat it. <laughs> yes, so exactly. it's like, you know, it's like if you're not gonna eat it, probably no one's gonna eat it, and it's gonna like just go bad. Seriously, though, it sounds like. His wife was very excited to eat them, though, and he did eat them. But I don't think he was very sorry about it. I think he was yes. just a temptation for the plums. Yes. So what is the effect of the line length on the rhythm of the poem? What do you think? The line length? Yes, like the effect of this. Well, I definitely related to, like, I, I saw it as, like, I could see once I, sorry, once I read it and once I did research on it, I could see that how, like, it could be a note just written down. And that's, like, after I researched it, that's what I saw with the line links just on, like, I don't know, like a skinny piece of paper, like a notepad that you have would have in the, yeah. in the Classroom. kitchen, living room. Yeah, so um, have you ever done something that you knew you shouldn't do? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that, if it's not the secret? Oh, I don't know. Definitely, definitely relating to this, I could have stolen a piece of food that probably wasn't mine from my sister and <laughs> having to apologize, but not really really good like if there was a donut like Krispy Kreme donut sitting on the counter I probably would have eaten it and just said had like a fake apology because it was so good yeah exactly the same with my little cousin 
So what do you think? Um, what is the effect of the description of how delicious the plants were? Well, I know he described it as delicious, sweet, and cold right after he asked his wife to forgive him. So I think he was like kind of bouncing back and forth, like kind of like a reverse apology. Like, oh, I said, like, like sorry, but they were just this good. I had to do it. Like it was kind of a, what's the word for that? Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of like a, I can't remember the word. Like a reverse apology, I guess. Yes. <laughs> just going back on what he said. Exactly. Yeah, he was pretty much justifying him stealing the plums just because of how like tempting they were. Even though he did seem to have some guilt, the temptation overruled, overruled his guilt. Yeah. What do you think, like, what is it about the title? Why he named it, like, this way? Oh. <laughs> Why he named it this think... way? Well, um, the title is This Is Just To Say. So I have a feeling like, oh, this is just to say that I, I'm sorry and I stole the plums. Like, it sounds like, it sounds like the beginning to, like, a note that he would leave for his wife, like, in a poet kind of way. Yeah. So I guess this is it. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Kylie and Jameer. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe uh, to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Thank you. Thank you.